Have I ever told you that Peter is my favorite New Testament character? For others, it might be John or Paul. For me, it's always been Peter. Maybe it's because I can relate to him on such a deep level. I've told you this before, but let me remind you who Peter was. Before Peter received the Holy Spirit, he was impetuous, talkative, and competitive. But after Peter received the Holy Spirit, he was bold, which is a better version of impetuous. He used his way with words to preach mighty sermons, and he channeled his competitive nature into winning souls rather than winning arguments. This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. I love teaching the Word of God, just like Peter loved winning souls to the unshakable kingdom of Jesus Christ. So let's dig into a portion of scripture today that was inspired by the Holy Spirit and written by the hand of Peter. These are Peter's words to a church who is in deep pain. 1 Peter 1, 3-5 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. After Peter had called the bullied church um, to rejoice, that's what he started with, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That was a call to rejoice, to sing to the Lord, even in the middle of their pain. Well, after Peter called them to rejoice, he then wrote an unforgettable list of stunning reminders. Peter, in the face of vicious persecution, kept his eyes, his heart, and his mind set firmly on all that Christ has done for us. So let me read to you Peter's list of remembrance that I've extracted from these three verses, because These remembrances call believers from every generation to worship rather than to stay curled up in pain. So, Peter's list of remembrances. We've been given a great mercy. We've been born again to a living hope. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead has changed everything for us. We're protected by the power of God, and we have a faith that leads to salvation. What an incredible list. We need to remind ourselves of those very things every single day. It's an amazing, miraculous expression of all that is ours. All those things belong to us because of the price that Jesus Christ paid on the cross. So if you're struggling today um, with difficult circumstances and unfair happenings in your life, Would you take the time like Peter did to make a list of all that is yours because you belong to Jesus Christ? So I've done this. I've made a list and I want to read you my list today, but then I dare you to write a list of your own. My list would look something like this. No one can take the joy of his presence from me. That's found in Psalm 1611. I'm filled with his power. Ephesians 3.20. 
when I pray according to his will, he hears me. First John 5, 14. He has given a comforting helper to me. A comforting helper to come along beside me. John 14, 16. I have his perfect peace. Isaiah 26, 3. Greater is he who's in me than he who is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. That's my list of reminders. Now will you make yours? I hope that you'll do it today. Now, we're going to take some time to dig even a little bit deeper, a a component in Peter's list of remembrance. There's a three-word phrase nestled and nearly hidden amid Peter's call to worship and remember. I don't know if you've guessed by now what it is, but it's the phrase, a living hope. Let me tell you what my definition of this word hope is. Hope is the joyful and constant expectation of good. Now, our hope is lively. The the Greek word for lively, it's zao, Z-A-O, and it's a great word. This is what the word zao means from the Greek, having vital power within itself and exerting the same power within or upon the soul. Because you're born again, you have living hope, a zao hope. It's a hope that's powerful and productive, and it exerts its power on your soul. So your soul is the birthplace of your emotions, your passions, your feeling, and your personality. Zao hope can change how you feel about things. It changes your passions in life. The things that you used to love, not so much anymore. Your passions become more pure and more godly because of Zhao hope. It's exerting its power upon your soul. Zhao hope can even give you a new personality. Zhao hope changes what comes out of your mouth, what you talk about, how you respond or react to people. It changes how you treat people. It changes your very countenance. Now, because you've been born again, you've given your life to Jesus Christ. Your life doesn't belong to people or to circumstances anymore. You have hope because you belong to Jesus. You won't look at life the same way anymore because you belong to Jesus. Peter and the Holy Spirit were writing to a hopeless world in First Peter. Christians had been driven from their homes. They had no hope of ever returning home again. They had no hope of making a productive living or being reunited with family members. Their hope was dead, stone cold, dead. And yet strong-willed Peter had the audacity to remind this persecuted and scattered people that they'd been born again to a living hope. I'm calling you to the same possibility today. Embracing a living hope, even in the midst of trying times, is at the very core of living a vibrant life. Hope, by its very definition, is something that has not yet come to pass or is not yet seen. Hope is the clarion call to walk by faith and not by sight. Peter was cheering on every believer in every generation yet to come to walk on with a living hope. You know, something that is alive, it grows and gets bigger every day. Something that is alive reproduces itself. Um, Something that is alive has a heartbeat 
and constant airflow. Something that is alive is meant to be strong and productive. All of this and more is what a living hope is able to do in the life of someone who's been tormented by vicious circumstances. And the hope that's in you, the lively hope that's in you, should reproduce itself in others because they see you being hopeful in the middle of torment and a disturbance in life. It will fan the flames of their hope as well. Hope reproduces itself. If you're hoping to win a million dollars in the lottery, well, that, that could very well be a dead hope. If you're hoping to wake up tomorrow morning and look 10 years younger, mm-hmm, that's definitely a dead hope. But if you're hoping to be strengthened by the power of God every day of your earthly existence, that's a living hope. If you're hoping that your son or daughter will come back to a a faith in Jesus Christ, that's a living hope. We hope in the promises of God that are all yes and amen to those of us who believe in Jesus Christ. This is what 2 Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 20 tells us, For as many as the promises of God are, in Him they are yes. Therefore, through Him also is our amen, our let it be, to the glory of God through us. This scripture, 2 Corinthians 1.20, is one of the many reasons why you can embrace a living hope in the middle of human pain. This, this scripture, 2 Corinthians 120. It's what makes the view at the crossroads of joy and sorrow so breathtaking and glorious. We have a living hope and the promises of God are yes and amen, no matter what the landscape of our life looks like. Peter calls us to this observation point, the crossroads of joy and sorrow, and asks us to worship and remember in that place. This call, this dynamic call comes across the ages to a troubled and broken people. And the call is to worship and remember. I can do that, can't you? I can set my default to the sure settings of worship and remember. My tears don't comfort me, but worship miraculously has the power to restore and renew my heart. When I choose to rehash my pain and my problems day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute, I weaken myself, but when I recall the goodness of the Lord, when I remind myself of who I am and what I have because of Jesus Christ, I'm filled with unstoppable power. My life, without the determination to worship and remember, will be unable to reproduce anything of value or growth. However, When I choose to bless the Lord and recall his promises toward me, the vibrant life that he promised me washes over me like a perpetual waterfall. I'm captured by all that he is, and I choose to open my mouth and sing at the crossroads of joy and sorrow. The series that we've been studying, and and we'll study one more week, is titled Vibrant, and it comes from my book by the very same name. If you'd like to know more about living this vibrant life, you can go to my website, which is carolmccloudministries.com, and buy a copy of the book Vibrant. It's also available on Amazon, Shop the Word, Christian Books, and really wherever fine books are sold. Also, I want to remind you, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to pray for you. 
If you have found yourself at this crossroads of joy and sorrow, it would be my delight to pray specifically for you. And you can email me at carol at carolmcleodministries.com. You know, when Jesus made us, he fashioned us to be a perfect fit for his joy. We are made to be a carrier, a receptacle of his joy to a lost and broken world. It says in Psalm 51 that when the joy of our salvation is restored to us, then we will teach sinners his ways. There are sinners out there. There are people who are in pain, who are waiting for you and me to have our joy restored to us. So my prayer for you today is that the joy of your salvation will be restored to you 100 fold. <laughs>